You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Good afternoon, Zinger Nation. My name is Logan Ross, and this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Live from Austin, Texas today. I'm on vacation, but working remotely. Uh, we are going to be talking about the crypto regulatory battle. We're talking about the ongoing NFT mania, taking a stroll through the beautiful uh, land that is Decentraland. And we're going to be comparing some hot cryptos head to head. Uh, and we'll be capping it off with another special announcement from Doge Palooza. So, so get your popcorn, get your Shiba Inu, and load up your MetaMask because we're about to go crazy. I would like to welcome to the stream today co host Brian Moore, DeFi developer. Hey, a legend. How are you, Brian? Good, good. Excited for this crazy day. Hell yeah, me too. And we also got Liquidation Nation, Ryan Makshak McNamara. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. A good day in the markets is a good day good. for me. Oh, yes. We're, uh, I'm feeling nice today as well. I'm, I'm wondering, Ryan, where are your glasses? We got the glasses. I know. It's today. quite unfortunate. It's across the it office. Is. It's a long yeah, You got it. Get with it, man. Um, okay, but uh, so, so let, let me shout out a couple of things real quick before we can get started. So uh, head down to the description real quick. Check out the first link. It's the Benzinga Crypto separate YouTube channel. You can get all your uh, just the crypto content delivered directly to your sub box. Uh, you definitely don't want to miss on that. So go hit that up first link in the description. While you're down there, make sure to smash the like button to let YouTube know Moon or Bust is where it's at. Uh, also, join the Telegram for 25% off our Moon or Bust merch. You can see Brian's ETH hat right there. Looking fly. I know I get tons of compliments on mine. And, and we got a ton of them given out to influencers as well. So if you want to look like an influencer, go go cop a hat and get 25% off by joining the, the uh, Telegram. All right. As always, uh, make sure to connect with us on Twitter. You can see our handles right there. Uh, and let's get into the news for today. So first up is crypto regulation. Ryan, do you want to tell us about, about what's going on? Yeah, so there's a bill currently going around in the Senate or wherever it is up in the government, uh, and, and they're trying to regulate some cryptocurrency stuff. They want to regulate platforms in particular. Basically, anything that facilitates the transfer of cryptocurrency, they want to make them basically report taxes to the IRS. So there's a lot of buzz going on about this. Um, let's actually, let's pull up SBF's Twitter post because he explains it pretty well. Um, I guess I'll just do it from my laptop. Yeah, can you throw on a Decentraland Player One because that's my laptop? I can share Boom. share the screen on there. All right, uh, it is ready to see. go when you share it. Okay, sweet. 
Share screen, share, boom. Aha, I see. Okay, awesome. let me let me zoom in. I learned how to do this on the last show. It's it's <laughs> so a man plus for anyone who doesn't know how to zoom in. Okay, so SPF, <laughs> this guy owns FTX, big crypto guy. He, uh, he might buy Goldman Sachs, who knows? <laughs> multi, multi-billionaire. Richest uh, crypto billionaire. He, yeah, probably. Uh, so yeah, he talks about this bill. It's going around the Senate. And there's a few things worth noting, he says. There are a few different versions of it floating around as various people have suggested amendments for it. Let's start with the original phrasing. So the bill originally would create a tax reporting requirement for any person who, for consideration, is responsible for and regularly provides any service effectuating transfers of digital assets. So this could mean exchanges, this could mean decentralized exchanges, this could mean miners. It's pretty unclear at this point. And one thing's for sure is Miners can't report taxes for all the people trading cryptocurrency. They don't even have access to that information. They're just powering the network. Uh, so in my opinion, there's a lot that needs to be worked out with this bill. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be passed right away. Uh, we know it's in the works now, though. We know they're working on something. And if I had to guess, before the end of the year, I bet there's going to be some more regulation with crypto. And we're probably going to have to start paying taxes, guys. It's going to be unfortunate. Mm. But... Let's see. Let's see what else he has to say. So like he says, yeah, FTX should report taxes. Yeah, all exchanges should report taxes. I feel like that's something that a lot of exchanges already do. It's something they have been doing. Um, and that's not really going to change. I, there's probably going to be more strict regulations with it. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see. Harry issues with deposit and withdrawals. There are some trickier issues here with non-US exchanges. Does it apply to them? I don't know. I guess we're putting it to, aside for now. Mm -hmm. Let's see if he has any other interesting points to say. Do you guys have any? Yeah, I have some thoughts here. But I'll, yeah. I, can, I can jump in. Cool. Um, so what, what's interesting to me about this is that the government is finally taking crypto more seriously. They're taking blockchain more seriously. Uh, and we saw the, the chairman of the SEC go on fast money and call Bitcoin private money, right? Um, which I think is a cool term. I've never heard it before, but it makes perfect sense, right? It's money that, that it's, not, it's not run by the government, so it's not a public good. Um, it's private money. And this didn't really exist until blockchain, until Bitcoin. Um, and so the government really has no clue what to do with it. They're still bumbling, trying to figure it out. Um, but, you know, any I think regulation helps. Um, it, it helps with lowering the uncertainty long term. Right. So, um, uh, you know, it might be it might be concerning in the short term. It might create some FUD. It might scare people. Um, but, you know, what, once the government figures out how they're going to handle this, we'll, we'll at least know. Um, what to expect. So that, that deletes the uncertainty uh, and, you know, lowers some risk. So I think long-term it's a good thing, uh, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Can you drop a comment right now? Um, let me know what you guys think about the, the government regulating crypto. Should they stay out of it completely? Should they, uh, you know, crack down? What do you, what do you guys think? I'm curious to hear. I want to know how the heck the government's going to track my MetaMask. See, I bought an NFT. See, I traded it, put some uh, concentrated liquidity on Uniswap, you know, took it out. Maybe put it in a year in finance, which goes to compound finance, which goes to something else, you know. There's a million different things that they, they could try and tax, but it would be so damn hard to do. Don't give them ideas. Uh, I'm not trying to. I'm not watching the show. But in my opinion, I mean, they should just be hands off with decentralized applications, let them run and then, you know, report it when you bring that money back to Coinbase because you're not 
you're not putting this money in your MetaMask and then cashing out to fiat currency from your MetaMask. So, I mean, as long as you're in the crypto ecosystem, I, I think that they should be kind of hands off there and kind of focus on Coinbase, FTX, you know, the centralized exchanges that can actually report those earnings. I mean, that's the easiest way to do it anyway, right? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. And I, I think it's kind of, uh, it is kind of a gray area because you, you put it in a MetaMask, it can't be tracked because you're just your o or zero X uh, address. So you can't really tie it back to a person. But um, I, I do think, well, okay. So I'm, I mainly go towards kind of the libertarian views. I think you should do what you think, you know, is right for yourself and have other people, the big brother out of it. But I do understand taxes and I do understand that, you know, the government's going to get the tax money no matter what they do. But uh, like you just said, it's very hard for to tax something when it moves around, moves around, moves around. You don't know what you're taxing. And right now, the government, you uh, crypto tax, you get taxed on every transaction you do, no matter what. And it's a small amount, but it's kind of like stocks, how you get taxed that way in all of your trades. But... It's so hard to figure out what money is what and where to tax it that I think having, you know, if you take it out and put it to fiat cash in your bank account, that's when it should be taxed. Because when it moves around, it's it, it's so speculative and it can move from it can uh, uh, arbitrate from each different exchange. It could be different prices and all this stuff. So I think whenever you turn it into actual you know, here in USD, that's when the tax taxation should happen because it's almost impossible to tax anywhere else. And then the other side where Biden said um, that we're going to crack down on uh, taxing proof of stake. But why to even say proof of stake? Because it's that's the same right. thing as proof of work. I mean, they're not the same protocol, but it's the same idea as proof of work. Like you're still making money off holding it. But I think they're just trying, they're just pulling stuff out of their, their butts because they don't really know what any of this stuff is. Because there's no difference in capital gains tax and you holding it and letting it just uh, go up and up and up. So it's just kind of, it's, it's really weird. They, I don't think the government knows at all what they're actually planning to do. They're just saying big buzzwords to get everybody like, oh my gosh, I need to pay taxes. But you've been your MetaMask. proof of stake is? Oh, I have to yeah. pay taxes now. Oh. oh, you have a proof of stake. Taxed. Tax, tax, tax. <laughs> Taxed. Is this bearish for ETH too? Yes. <laughs> That's a joke, guys. Don't worry. Uh, okay, so Damon thinks the government should be hands off with their crypto regulation. If you're just tuning in now, we're talking about the bill going to the Senate. Um, let us know what you guys think about the crypto regulation, about the government's involvement uh, in the crypto space, in the decentralized blockchain space. There's not a whole lot they can do about it, um, but but I, th I think they'll figure it out eventually, and I think it'll be good in the long term. Um, so let us know what you guys think and, and smash the like button, please, while you're down there. Um, next up, market update. Brian, take it away. So um, we all saw that Square bought a firm. And that kind of brings up the whole crypto uh, space and really bumped up BTC and ETH along with it. So the um, the whole accusation, yeah, the whole uh, not accusation, the whole a, a quite well, I guess that is the word accusation, um, where it was a twenty nine billion dollar all stock deal. Um, they have, uh, oh, I mean, okay, so I'm gonna break it down like this. 
there's so much going on with Square and Jack Dorsey, how he is very bullish on Bitcoin. This leads to more stuff where maybe we have a buy now, uh, pay later with crypto. So if, mm. if you just, this is speculative and I don't know if this is just me talking about this, but that'd be really cool if we had something that, you know, you can pay X amount over time. So in the long run, you might actually get something for much cheaper than what it actually was. You know, if you hold your crypto, only put a bunch, almost dollar cost mm -hmm. averaging those pair of Yeezys that you want to buy through Afterpay. You know, it's a pretty good idea. But that brought about, um, that whole accusation brought about the Bitcoin going up. Now we're above, I think we're even above 42 as of like a, an hour ago. And we're above 42. And then we had Ethereum break off of Bitcoin mm -hmm. and finally go on its own trajectory where it is now almost at 2800 It might even be crossing at this point. I can't. It's, I just checked. ETH is over $2,900. Golly. And we, I thought yes. it was going to be by next week. Ooh. Ryan, you want to pull up trading view real quick? You want to look at some candles? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. Ryan, you already have your uh, your screen share there. Yeah, I don't have trading view pulled up. Yeah, you need to do it, Brian. I mean, I can pull it up if you want. All right, yeah, you can just go ahead and pull it up since it's on my laptop. I'll save the battery for Decentraland. Yeah. Oh, uh, you and well, me too. Uh, well, you guys are look pulling that up. I'm going to go through the prices right now. So right now we're looking at $2,921 on Ethereum. We are looking at 42800 on Bitcoin. That is insanely, insanely bullish. Oh, I didn't even uh, know. Can you guys guess what Tether's at? Uh, 50 cents. <laughs> How did you is know, it, man? Is it below a dollar? Because stablecoins have been taking a hit. We got Cardano at 141, XRP at 75 cents, Doge is at 21. Uh, Uni is ripping today, 6.4% gain for 26.31 right now. Uh, we got Solana at 40 bucks. We got ICP plus 24% on the day, up to $50, $51.36. The whole market is ripping. We are doing well. Our private money is going up, and there's not much that the SEC can do about it. Y'all want to buy Goldman Sachs? Yeah. yeah sure. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll see oh, you there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me just make a call real quick. And um, hey, Mr. Sachs. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Daddy Sachs. Let me get that. Okay, what we got pulled up, Ryan? I, I see it on the screen now. This is... Um... ETH versus Bitcoin. The orange one is the Bitcoin um, uh, chart line. Right? Yeah. And then the ETH is right here. And you can see about right here. Um, oh, I, I had the I had the, the news thing. It's something in, from April. I had something to talk about that, but I kind of lost it because I, I accidentally X out of it. So we're just going to move on from that. But you can see where it's just trucking up here like um i guess you can't really see i can't annotate on here but right right where we are right in august you can see that whole like it's just going up this is where the london fork happened this the first bar i i would say is today and uh btc is still on that upward path but that whole breakaway is what we've been looking for for months now that whole uh altcoin summer is happening we, we we're seeing DeFi run up we're seeing anything that has to do with nfts run up the ethereum fork just kind of finally let us cross that line to where we're not always following bitcoins bitcoin dropped down to 30 um 38 
uh, two days ago, but ETH still was still going up. So that that's really exciting to me. I mean, I know we're all yeah. crypto nerds, but that, it's like Christmas. That is awesome. I love so, it. So so let's let's dive into this a little bit more because I think it's a really interesting topic. We've been looking for the longest time for ETH to, to break out itself, create its own market, and have the alts kind of follow it. Um, more more so than right now, the way things were in the past, everything just follows Bitcoin. Bitcoin's king. It doesn't really matter. Um, uh, but ETH, ETH is starting to deny that trend. ETH is breaking out uh, in, in spite of Bitcoin still playing in the sandbox. Um, but I think Ryan would, would kind of disagree here. I think he thinks it's a little bit too early to call it. Um, so I, Ryan, let's I completely hear, do. Yeah. yeah, I think it's too early let's to call it. side of the argument. I've been saying that we're probably going to be in this range that we're in. We're in the very top of it right now. You could argue we're above it, but I mean, you could also argue it's just a wick. Uh, I think that we're going to be seeing 30K to 42K for a while. Um, that being said, I'm watching it right here pretty closely. If we can go up to 43,000, 44,000, maybe have a pullback down to the lower 40K range and hold it, then I'll be a little bit more bullish. Right now, it looks like we're just at the top of the range we've been in. I mean, it's the same way with bears when we get down to 30K or 29K, you know, they're calling for, for a lower price because the price has been going up so, or I'm sorry, down so much. Um, it's kind of the same idea. We're still in this range i know this is a, a huge jump compared to some of the other ones so i am i am kind of bullish i'm definitely more bullish than i have been in, in the past few weeks um but i want to see that confirmation i want to see bitcoin go to 43 hopefully 44,000. stay around there even if we dip and hold in the 40k range i'll be more bullish I, if we see a dip to 40k and we keep going up i, I think it's it's full sail ahead and, and we'll see a higher prices pretty soon here yeah, I try to put uh, yeah. some indicators on, but they don't really help when we're screen sharing. So I'm gonna remove them. But I agree. I 100. percent I couldn't have said it better. I, I mean, because you see but, here too, we dipped down the first time we went down to like 28. Oh, I'm sorry, this is Ethereum. Um, but same idea. When we went down to like 1600 and then bounced back up, we went right up around 3000 again, and we're at that point. So I mean, here might be resistance right around 3000. So not only from a technical analysis standpoint, but from a psychological standpoint, because that 3000 dollars that's a big round number. There's probably a lot of sell orders set at that 3000 dollar mark, having people who bought it early earlier, maybe limit their loss or people trying to take profits now that we're up 50% from $2,000. It's, I mean, it's going crazy, but at the same time, I, th I think we'll see some sell pressure here right around $3,000 and it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Yeah. Agreed. I, 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 th I I'm really hoping this push is going to push us back over 4,000 within the next month. Um, I, I don't, I mean, who, who knows, but I think you're right. We're going to see that, that 3000 mark you're going to see that resistance and we might see a big sell-off or we might see a little, I mean, I think we're going to hit a dip once we hit that three uh, mark. We we will see a little bit of a, a bounce, but then we're going to hold at like 27 and then that's when we're going to rip up back to four, four grand. So we can also see, you know, Bitcoin at a hundred thousand dollars by the end of the year. If we keep on this same uh, trajectory. I agree. I think we could see a six figure Bitcoin this year. If, if we hold this trend and we keep going up from here, um, but Brian, so you, you think there might be a $4,000 Ethereum in the near future. If Ethereum gets to $4,000, what do you think the price of Bitcoin will be? Will we see new all-time highs or, or is it going to lag behind? Um, see, that that's a hard question. I, I, what about a month ago, whenever we were, or two months ago when we were at that 60K, 4K uh, mark? Um, 
that I think would be where we're following Bitcoin because Ethereum went up with Bitcoin because Bitcoin was rocking. I think that we will see Bitcoin at the 50K mark and uh, Ethereum at the $4,000 mark or a 3,800 mark. But that's where I think I, I don't know if we're going to hit an all new, uh, new all time high. I think Ethereum's going to hit the ATH before Bitcoin is going to. That's my theory. That's my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense with 1559. Yeah. Damon knows what's up. Accumulate accumulation's the name of the game. I've been accumulating these dips. Hopefully I'll be buying more once I see some confirmation. But Mm -hmm. I'm happy I picked up Ethereum. I picked up actually on both dips below 2K. So I'm very happy about that and we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah. Yeah. And and AO Finance, can you tell us what's going on on Saturday? You guys know? Yeah, what's popping? I don't know. Maybe it's like a weekly cl- weekly close, something like that. We'll um, have to see. Is it the futures where uh, for Bitcoin futures? I don't know, but what, I'm sure A will be able to tell us. Um, so Brian, I want to loop back to what you mentioned earlier. NFTs, NFTs have been ripping lately, absolutely absurd. So I want to uh, share some some NFT projects that the boys and I have been looking at. Uh, so, so first up, I, I got this crypto trunk this morning. Okay. My little brother told me about this one, just aped into it blindly. Uh, but, but, you know, the way NFTs are looking right now could, could pay off. So, so let me show you the properties on this one. So we got uh, an evil UFO in the top left corner, 2%, only 2% of the trunks mm-hmm. have that. It's, it's got a golden evil skull, which 0.85 and it's got the golden ETH flag, which 1% have, uh, and it's got double evil. So it's, a, it's got a bunch of rare properties. Um, I think the trunks, you know, they don't really make good avatars, but they make good backgrounds for your avatars. So I think that there could be uh, some upward price movement on those. But let me show you guys the other one I picked up. Ryan told me about these pudgy penguins uh, the other day. And so once again, I blindly aped into it as, as I do. Uh, this one has got star glasses. It's got a blue puffer vest. Uh, it's got this flat black cap um, that, that are all pretty rare traits, like all two and three, three percent. Um, I bought this one yesterday for like 0.17 and, and now the price floor on these penguins is over a quarter ETH. Um, so I certainly won't be letting mine go for anything less than that. Um, Ryan, let, let's hear it. What's your thoughts? Yeah, man, these pudgy penguins, they have a lot of hype behind them, actually. So the mint price for these was 0.03 ETH. They launched, I think, on July 28th. And something to look at here on OpenSea, not only the full floor price, of course, that's important, but the number of owners and the number of items. A lot of these mm-hmm. NFT projects have 10,000 items. This one has 8,888. Um, but I like to see when there's a lot of owners for an NFT project, because that means that mm-hmm. there's not just a few people who own hundreds or thousands of these NFTs just looking to sell them means, you know, there's a wider user base for them. There's a bigger community, which is always a good sign. Um, But something else you have to consider that isn't really from a technical perspective is just, you know, do they look cool? And would people use these as avatars? And I think the answer is yes for Pudgy Penguins. I think it's kind of reminiscent of Board Ape Yacht Club. They have cool collectible features. And, and you know, I, I think they could do well. Um, you want to pull up Board Ape Yacht Club while we're actually, while I mentioned it? Because sure. these things have been going insane. We have an intern here at the office, Drew Levine. He got some of these below one ETH. He's sold them since, but they've just gone crazy. The price floor on these is 15 Ethereum now. Just a week ago, it was like 7 Ethereum. They're just popping off right now. Uh, but you see, let's see, what did Bruin say? I just don't get the prices for these. I get it. Things. I understand that. And um, I don't, I do, it makes no sense to me, but... 
a lot of things don't make sense to me. I was really big into Yeezys and reselling shoes like uh, Jordans and Yeezys, everything. And people would be like, why the hell are you spending $300 on it or $500 on a pair of shoes? I'm like, have you ever tried them on? But there, there's no, like, it, it makes no sense, but it's, it, it is. Yeah. See, <laughs> it makes no sense, but it, it's valuable. And there's a market for it. It's like Pokemon, like anything else it makes. I mean, it, if there's money to be made, it can be sold. There's really no answer, the correct answer to this besides capitalism, besides crypto. I mean, it's just... I mean, it's all intangible value, right? You're just using yeah. it to flex at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like a Rolex in that sense. You can get a watch for 50 bucks, but it's not going to do anything. It won't be worth anything once you open it and wear it. But you could get a Rolex, use it, you know, show off, and then maybe in five years it's worth five thousand dollars more than what you paid for it. You know, that's uh, that's kind of the same idea here with NFTs. Uh, you can use them to flex on your Twitter profile picture, show everyone that you spent fifteen ETH on a picture of a monkey, and then hopefully sell it for twenty ETH down the line. I think I think G Money put it really well, uh, and he's like a little bit older than Ryan and I are, but he understood how how our generation is more accepting of digital ownership. Uh, when he started, he got on Fortnite and his little cousins asked him what skins did he have? He said, he said, I'm not going to buy skins. They don't make me stronger. Uh, and then a week later he was buying every single one he could get his hands <laughs> on. Like at the end of the day, it's a flex. Um, people are all, always going to want to show off, show their value. And, and NFTs are, are a great way for them to do that, especially profiled avatar NFTs. Um, their applications are only going to keep growing as the metaverse continues to grow. Um, so yeah, it's, just, it's really, it's who you are on Telegram, on Twitter in these discord chats um, in Decentraland, which we'll, we'll show you in a minute. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's only worth what someone else is willing to pay for it. So you have but to keep that in mind. It's also, it's also important to note some of these NFTs actually do give you real benefits. So for example, Board Ape Yacht Club, they airdropped Board Ape Kennel Club to everyone who owned a Board Ape Yacht Club NFT. They gave every person who owned one one of these. And now the price floor on these is like three ETH. So essentially, if you held a board ape, you got basically three ETH for free through this NFT if you decide to sell it. Damn, that's so crazy. Because every really ape needs, a, kind of needs a dog. That's what they that's say. What I always, that's what I always say, man. I mean, it makes sense, yeah. Uh, let us know. Let us know what NFT projects you guys are looking at. If you have any predictions on the next big one, uh, let us know so we can blindly ape into it. The Kennel Club price floor is like almost three ETH now. That's pretty crazy. Um, Ooh, a gold one. How much is that? Gold's always expensive. Forty a gold avatar. Good expensive. That is how crazy. much is forty two point six nine. You guys also have to remember that you can ask any amount you want for these NFTs. So it really doesn't matter what they list it for. It really just matters what the bids no. are and what they're selling for. That's a hundred, a hundred, one hundred and twenty-three thousand dollars. And there have been bored apes selling for a hundred ETH, the rarer yeah. ones, which is what two hundred and ninety thousand. Crypto punk is like uh like fifty thousand dollars or oh, it's, it's way like more now. Yeah, fifty million dollars or something. <laughs> like that. The punk floor is crazy. Yeah, I think it's a hundred thirty k right now. Yeah. Can you find them on here? Or do you have to go on? No, you can find them on OpenSea. Okay. Let's see. What's the price we're looking like? 45, 50 ETH, maybe? It's bonkers. That, that is, that's definitely Absolutely bonkers. Bonker. Brian, here's you. Yeah. Let me get that one. How much? Uh, not, not listed. No offers. Yep. 
But you know, you could shoot him an offer. You never know. I mean, you're right. Let's uh, let's yeah, let's just uh, seven. uh, The average price is seven point four five nine crypto. I mean Ethereum. Huh, that's interesting. That it doesn't show you the floor price on OpenSea for CryptoPunks. I wonder why that is. This is about fifty million dollars. <laughs> Too many numbers to show up on the screen. Yeah, man, you look at these things. You're like, damn it, why didn't I think of this? There you go, 150k for the cheapest punk right now. Now, I think they're only going to go up. I mean, we just saw Steve Aoki put one as a Twitter profile picture. We saw Gary V buy one, Logan Paul, FaZe Banks. So many people are buying NFTs, all these famous people with a lot of influence. And I think it's particularly interesting, like FaZe Banks and, and all these people with the following who, who you know grew up in the age of the internet who are going to want these one day. I, I think they're definitely here to stay. I think they're going to keep going up in value, quite honestly. Um, I, I, there should be a crash eventually. I, I think it is a bit overblown, but I mean, it's it's so hard. Well, to we had we had a crash, and everything kind of came back down to earth and made sense. And then now it's like uh, it's surpassed what that like that sixty two million dollar uh, NFT that Beeple sold. Um, that was crazy at the time. Now that's not as crazy. Christie's auction house now has uh, CryptoPunks. Um, crypto kitties i think and like another one like they have like a couple nft uh people that are are doing auctions at christie's auction house this is like one of the most uh, renowned auction places you can get like you go there whenever you have millions of dollars like i i can't express enough how insane that is that these digital pixel art that someone i mean you know how these are made someone codes a program that uh puts them all together so it's all randomized and gives it that flavor but it's not like anything too crazy but that's just insane that it's at something like Christie's auction house. I mean, Christie's auction house actually just recently announced they're having a dedicated NFT auction. They're going to yeah, be selling that. Yeah. yeah. They're selling crypto punks. They're selling me bits. They're selling board ape yacht club. Some mm-hmm. really rare board apes are going to be selling there. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a record sale, like maybe three, $400,000 for a board ape. I mean, we'll have to see. It's definitely going to be interesting. I think that now that Christie's is selling these board apes, that's going to give them even more legitimacy into the future mm-hmm. it's crazy okay i mean i think we covered nfts pretty good here do you guys want to hop on decentraland take a stroll see what we find let's freaking do it man let me uh let me show your screen okay um yeah I'm not, it's up. not quite pulled up just yet right, logan do you want to shortly explain decentraland for those who don't know while i get this all uh pulled up on here all right sure so decentraland is is a blockchain based game um, the token is MANA, M-A-N-A. You might have heard of it before. It's in the top 100 cryptocurrencies of our market cap. Has a, uh, a market cap of $1.2 billion right now. Um, and what is the highest? Oh, so so we got a comment from Brent. I want to I want to clear up real quick. I just got sidetracked by it. Punk had 440 owners, Brent. I think that, that is the were- highest. I was yeah. just looking that up too. That is Brent. That is so, the highest. Um, a punk cannot have more than one owner unless it's owned by like a DAO or something like that. There's some fractionalized punk projects, um, but I think that what you were looking at is is that um, the that'd be the resale. Like how many times is I, I think 
Yeah, Brent, I think you're thinking of an owner who owns 440 CryptoPunks because I think that is the number for the top owner of CryptoPunks. Um, yeah. But if you guys are interested in looking at who owns what CryptoPunks, Larva Labs has a, a site on their on their website, like a subsection that shows you the top CryptoPunk owners. And if they have an ENS domain name like RyanM.eth, oh, no, on there and you can see who owns what CryptoPunks. No, that that is the amount he that that total punks owned is 430. So this wallet, uh, it ends in seven E zero three six, um, owns that. I would assume that's actually maybe the open C itself. It could be, but it could also just be like a big collector. Like I saw this, I found this wallet yesterday. This guy had like two apes, like some zombies. He had like 40 punks. And he, and he hadn't been active in three years. So it's like, what if, what if he doesn't even have, um, what if he doesn't even realize, like, it's kind of crazy. He probably paid a couple thousand for, bucks for them back in the day. Uh, so there's like a chance he could have forgotten about it. And now his collection's worth like maybe a hundred million dollars. It's, it's crazy. And, and like Happy said, 10,000 were made. They were given out for free. You could have claimed them. If you got lucky, if you claimed one of the aliens, you made a quick 9 million bucks cool. uh, in maybe, maybe 10 seconds. So good work for you. Um, okay. <laughs> Very stonks. Much, much wow. Um, okay. So back to Decentraland. It's, it, yeah. it's a blockchain game where you can kind of walk around. It's kind of like Roblox or like a Minecraft server or something like that. You can walk around, you can see other people, maybe, maybe like GTA, but like, I think everyone else in there is also a, a real human playing. Um, and you can display your NFT avatars in Decentraland. You can buy pieces of land. You can rent land. Um, and some of these properties are going for ridiculous amounts of money. So I'll just let Ryan show you. I think that would be the best way to do it. Here um, we are. So this is the portal to go into Decentraland. But just before we do that, there's a few different things you can do here. There's events going on. Uh, people throw events live now. You can go to this creep museum. It looks like that's an NFT museum. Uh, there's a few different things you can do crowd uh yeah so there's just like different events going on like this you can go ahead and mine meteors get resources and craft wearables that's pretty cool you know get some free nfts by playing this game wear them in the game flex let's jump in whoa we're going in okay so this is the genesis plaza this is decentraland the hypest blockchain based game except for maybe Axie infinity but hey this one's been around longer i think it might be cooler so yeah, people just like have their NFTs displayed. This is the plaza. Um, if I had to guess, I don't play this much. I played it like two or three times. I think this, oh my God, Swole Doge. Wow. Oh, wow. So yeah, there's it's lots drunk. of cool people here. They got a CryptoPunk. This must be the VIP section. What it do? Those people have a lot of money because they have a CryptoPunk. We know that. So is this like kind of like a, a Minecraft uh, that you just go around and you builds i don't know anything about decentraland so there's I, there's plots of land so this is the genesis plaza i'm pretty sure this part was made by decentraland right but then this is the center of the world and then there's plots of land like all around that people buy some people will buy them just to speculate on the land's value but other people will actually develop their land monetize it you know make museums make make casinos make whatever the fuck they want so you know let's go let's see what what we can find I i've seen pieces of land go uh go on OpenSea and um, uh, the other NFT marketplace that's kind of open uh, for like thousands and thousands of dollars, like Long tens of thousands of dollars. Carnival. It's backwards, but hey, someone made a carnival. That's kind of cool. It's coming soon. I guess I can't. I can't. Oh, well, yeah, that's kind of boring. 
but yeah, like you can pay, you can charge people to enter your land. So maybe if you make a cooler carnival than this in Decentraland, <laughs> we can actually do something. You know, maybe charge like a one or two Dogecoin to enter, and, and you know, maybe a bunch of people or five ETH. You know, five ETH. Maybe it's a super exclusive carnival, and it's five yeah. ETH to play, and you go yeah. in and uh, get a bunch of money for whoever decides to go to your carnival for five ETH. This guy so has what, a book. What really excites me about this game is like its potential and, and its future. Um, in VR, in AR, and, and even just like on online, um, it, like there's so there's so much that you could do with this, and it's all built on ETH. So all the other projects built on ETH have ways to integrate with it um, pretty quickly. They got a good development team behind them, um, so it's going to be really really sweet to see what this game looks like in 10, 20 years. And I wouldn't be surprised either if some of these NFT companies start buying land on Decentraland. Imagine how cool it would be if they had a big plot of land and you were able to actually earn some of these NFTs by by playing on their land. You know, maybe it's some type of game where you where you earn accessories, but you have to pay to actually go in. And maybe it's just the winner who who gets it, or maybe it's like a a scavenger hunt type thing where where you look around and you try and find some rare NFTs, but you have to pay to access the land. I mean, that'd what be a pretty cool business model. What the heck is this? Shoddy? It's shoddy, I guess. So are these all like NFTs? What's Um, NFT on here? What isn't? I actually don't know how to distinguish, but I mean, some things are pretty clear. Like some some NFT projects are recognizable. A lot of this is just developed just by the landowner, and I don't think they are NFTs. Um, but I guess the plot of land is an NFT, so maybe technically it is, right? Right. Because yep. you can sell your developed land as an NFT, and if this is on it, I mean, that, that makes sense. That it's all actually kind of technically an NFT. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this so, is- guys, if you're just tuning in, uh, we had some some news in the beginning about crypto regulation. Um, we did a market update. Then we talked about NFTs for a while. We looked at some cool NFT projects, and now. Uh, we are on one of those NFT projects called Decentraland. So Ryan is just running around exploring the the blockchain-based universe, the metaverse, uh, and that's what's going on right now. We need 50 we coins. Have, we have a, a crazy update from Dogepalooza. We got the team coming on in just a few minutes here. Uh, so stick around for that. Stay tuned uh, and smash the like button for us to let the YouTube algorithm know that Mooner Bus is where it's at, that, that we're providing some cool content that you guys are enjoying. Uh, that we we hope you're enjoying so uh yeah shout out shout out everyone who's watching right now all right i think you guys get the idea decentraland it's pretty cool as you can tell it's in the pretty early stages but i think it's a, a super cool idea especially once they get this optimized for virtual reality i mean this could be so cool especially too mm-hmm. once these developers really start building cool things that you can do i'm sure there are a lot of cool things that i just haven't found but like like that chicken run thing you know maybe if i find 50 coins i can go race a chicken and, and you know maybe if the chicken wins i'll uh, i'll win some money i have no idea <laughs> You really think but, you could beat a chicken? I know. I pick a chicken to I race. And if I pick the fast, ooh, there's a there's a currency market, educational right. crypto animation, and stock exchange. Should this be the last thing? Which one should we go to? Uh, stock uh, exchange. Stock what? exchange. That was a terrible answer. Honestly, sucks are boring. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know what to yes, do. Tech. Wow, this looks like the Benzinga World Headquarters. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check out the currency market or the educational video. Interact. There's some price uh, okay. uh, prices for educational crypto animation. Here we are. Welcome to the currency floor. Discuss the markets here. Exchange. 
press the red button to learn about the asset. 41,000 volume. Hmm, this might be Bitcoin. Press the button. I guess it doesn't work. See, this is what I mean. The developers Bitcoin. need to update like the game. Yeah, it's, this is a Bitcoin. Cool. We right. see the price of the Bitcoin live in Decentraland. We don't even have to check a chart. No. Well, who checks charts? Who goes, on, who goes on coin market cap these days when you can just go to the cryptocurrency exchange in Decentraland to check Bitcoin's price? Yeah. Wow. This thing is sweet. I'm going to have to do some more exploring, but I think this is all we have is time for cool? right now. I have no idea what that is. But What's yeah. The, the chain link. Uh, What's it logo? say? The, the Citadel. Channel? The Citadel. The Citadel. Citadel. Maybe we'll see some Ricks. Maybe we'll see uh, some. Yeah, I was about to say that too. All right. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Let's get Doja Palooza on. Let's see what they have to announce. All but, righty. Uh, so I, I see one Doja Palooza account backstage right now, but it says their device is not connected. Uh, so I'm not able to add them on this second. Um, they need to connect their mic and cam. If you could do that, that would be awesome. Uh, and then we can bring you on and give you the floor. Um, but let's do, let's do some chat chat interaction right now. Happy, uh, I'm glad you liked it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you coming and watching, and uh, hope you uh, you know found something interesting. Uh, let's let's see what else do we got. Oh, there was a an, a request to look at an NFT project. So Star Atlas. We we did this one on Moon or Bust um, a couple weeks ago. And um, let me just toss my screen back up here. So it's like a, it's another blockchain gaming platform. They have some games on there. They have like a marketplace. Um, I th I, yeah, it was Damon who, who asked about this one. Um, I really don't know a whole lot about it. I didn't really look into it more um, after we covered it on the show. Have you guys heard anything about it since then? No, I have not, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I mean, these blockchain-based games are really interesting. You do have to be careful, though. I think that some of these blockchain-based games is a really good way to mask the fact that they're a pyramid scheme, honestly. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Because to play a lot of these games, you need to buy into it, right? And then you're relying on other people to buy into it and keep playing the game. I mean, if the game's really fun and people actually like it and there's a big community around it, that's one thing. But if everyone playing it is just looking for quick profits and they're buying into the game to, to hopefully earn some money, then you're kind of getting on the line of a pyramid scheme. Yeah, I kind of like these fast food punks. I've been seeing them on, on crypto Twitter lately. Uh, the hoodie... Yeah, I saw those too. I'm, I'm trying to get one of those crypto trunks uh, things. I saw one that looked pretty cool. Um, I want to jump in on that. Yeah, but we'll hop on. We'll, we'll get on the crypto trunk wave together. Yeah, fast food punks. That looks that's there's Yeah, there's fast food punks. There's a bunch of different types of punks. There's so many copies. Do you guys think that any of these copies of crypto punks will last? Because personally, I think, you know, maybe if there's a cool idea, it will. But in, in my it's, opinion, the same idea is Safe Moon as everyone copying Safe Moon. And then it, it just balloons into like different, like, and now we have different uh, types of like the Safe Moon protocol. Because now if you go on to, uh, Places like uh, DXL or uh, Coin Tool app. By the way, if you're building your own cryptocurrency, hire a developer. Don't don't go to Coin Tool app or don't use one of those fast, easy develop my coins and you think that you can just put it on and make a bunch of money. It takes a lot of work. But we'll I digress from that. Logan, um, did you see that Alien Punk? But, you it's know, old? it's gonna be Wait, uh, these will might work one? out. Yeah, the fast food one. Right, let me go back. So we got a copycat of CryptoPunk selling for 30 Ethereum. That's like $80,000. That's just crazy. Oh, crazy really? money. No, this it's sold. It's sold. This is how yeah. you know that the crypto people have too much money. 
So my my opinion on these copycats of CryptoPunks, I think it might be corny in the future, you know, and it's going to look like you're wearing fake Yeezys, like you have a fake Rolex, you know, I I think it it would be safer to invest in a cheaper project that has a good community for the long term than buying a fake CryptoPunk. These ones, you know, these ones are a little bit different. I think that the funks out there are literally just CryptoPunks faced the other way. Those those are a bit silly. This is, you know, kind of funny because they have fast food hats on. Yeah, it's like ah, you know, McDonald's. I actually don't work there. I spent ninety thousand dollars on this picture. <laughs> By the oh, way, God. Jonathan, we are gonna, we were gonna talk about this uh, eventually. We'll either do it today or Monday. But yeah, that's really yeah, big news. This, this is super cool. This is awesome. But yeah, we, we might as well do it now. Well, Doge okay. is, is having these technical issues. Um, we could keep looking at NFTs all day, but um, let's let's talk about this chain link deal. So, um, Jonathan, thanks for bringing this up. What happened basically? Uh, is Chainlink. If you guys aren't familiar with it, it's a decentralized Oracle network. And an Oracle is something that provides accurate data, um, and in this case, to the blockchain via like a decentralized protocol. Um, so you don't have to trust um, the weather channel to tell you the correct weather, for example. You don't have to, to trust uh, Goldman to tell you the, the pair between the USD and Bitcoin. <laughs> you can decentralize the process uh, and, and then make it trustless effectively. Um, and and so Chainlink is, is in the business of integrating real-world data into blockchain smart contracts um, for Ethereum, for the other blockchains. Uh, and they signed their biggest deal yet. Um, just the other day, they connected with AccuWeather. AccuWeather is now officially running a Chainlink node uh, to supply weather data. Um, and, and where this comes in handy is, is say you're a farmer uh, and you have insurance based on the yearly rainfall. So say that there's a drought. Uh, your crops are destroyed. Obviously, as a farmer, you're purchasing insurance in case that happens. You're hedging yourself. Um, and, and this can now all be automated with smart contracts. So AccuWeather says, hey, yes, uh, they met the there, there was this significant lack of rain. Automatic, automatically pay uh, this guy his BTC, give him that insurance payout. Um, so this is just one application of literally endless, endless things that you can come up with. Um, that Chainlink will be providing into smart contracts in the future. But AccuWeather is a huge name. Um, they they have some really, I mean, I, I don't know about their quality of data, but I'm, I'm assuming it's pretty high quality. Um, but but like I said earlier, it's not we're not trusting AccuWeather. Um, AccuWeather is just one of the providers of this data. So you have to have um, a, a consensus, an agreement among all the weather providers, all the, all the data providers for certain types of data. So one cool thing that they're doing is... Uh... They are doing a uh, NFT that changes depending on the weather forecast. So um, it'll it'll the automatic supply chain shifts correlated with the weather. So like if um, so you're having like a NFT and it's gonna like kind of tell you what the weather's gonna be and uh, that's really cool. I don't know the exact specifics. That's just the only details mm-hmm. I have of it. But that's that's pretty dang cool. And think about all the different things you can do for that. You can do it for the air quality index. You can do it for traffic. You can do it for like, you know how you can get one of those lights that turns green or red if it's like a smart light bulb and stuff like that. I mean, it's the same thing with these. I mean, there's so many endless possibilities and the world is changing right in front of us. And it's all things to blockchain technology. And I'm glad we're here right now because this is really cool. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah, and I know that one of the big examples for Chainlink has always been weather, and it's really cool to see AccuWeather bringing yeah. data to Chainlink because that's one of the examples so many people use is insurance for farmers. Like knowing the weather, it's just one example, like Brian said, but it is a really big example. And hopefully we'll see more big players in traditional spaces use Chainlink to bring data onto blockchains because that's really important stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It looks like, like we have Sadie Superfly in the chat. Should we pull her up for the, oh, the last awesome. five minutes? There it is. Sounds great. Sadie, uh, welcome to the stream. Let me see if I can get your picture on there. Um, but you, your audio is connected. Can you hear us? How are you? Oh, there it is. Hey, hey how are you doing? Hey, good. You're cutting in and out a lot. Yeah. We have Doja Palooza too. Maybe they can come on, give us the announcement. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Hey. Okay. There he is. Thanks for, for for having us on. Can you, yeah, Sadie? you there too? Okay. I'm here, but my connection is not great. So. Um, you want to announce the? I um, guess I'm cutting in and out. You want to do oh, you're the a little better now. Yeah. strategic partners? Is okay. it better? Yeah, I just yeah. I just want to say um, wait, we have two strategic partners and sponsors the uh, that are bringing this to you today. So endocorpusa.com. They are uh, they have endoscopy spare parts repair services and tech support. They help veterans and active duty service members and uh, medically underserved communities. They're working with us logistically on the backside. Um, they're also a sponsor. They're wonderful. Um, highly suggest that you go out to their website. And our second one is uh, mysocialpulse.com. Super proud strategic partner um, for us. They have an uh, online media reputation, and they are helping us monitor our event in the run-up to and during the festival. They include uh, data that that comes back to us from Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube that includes feelings. It's amazing. Their work is amazing. They're basically like Google Analytics on steroids, yet so much more. So you can find these guys at mysocialpulse.com. They're also on our website under strategic partners, and endocorpusa.com is under our sponsor page. So please go and check them out. They are bringing you this information today that we're announcing. Awesome. And yes, thank you guys for having us on. We greatly appreciate your support and your help. And we look forward to seeing you all live at Doge Palooza and doing your all's live event from Doge Palooza. That's going to be amazing, I think. Um, we're so excited to work with you guys on that. Um, but today we want to announce that tickets will go live today. They will be um, up and you can get the links on our website. If you go to dogepalooza.com you will be able to click on buy tickets it'll probably be um available at 4 20 p.m eastern time we've got to get it up on the site and all the links put on there but at 4 20 p.m eastern time we thought you know that would be fun for the community that that's when you can purchase tickets you go to our website go to buy tickets and there'll be a link to buy them from the preferred vendor of the venue which is tickets.com um, the link will be on there for that. You can also go to the actual venue itself, Constellation Field, 
in Sugarland, Texas, and purchase them in person there. Now, this is all through fiat or credit cards. Now, for Dogecoin, we actually spent three days uh, negotiating to get this to happen. We're the first ones to ever get this done. They are going to allow us to sell tickets through Dogecoin. Um, the system that we have that we've been working on um, tirelessly with two companies to have in place is not ready yet. It'll be like a couple more weeks. But in the meantime, we're going to put instructions on there. If you want to go ahead and purchase the tickets um, in Dogecoin before that, we will have an email that you email us and we will make arrangements to get those tickets in Dogecoin for you. All tickets, whether you buy Fiat or Dogecoin, will be available. You will receive a free collectible one of 5,000 NFT. If you purchase the VIP tickets, it'll be an additional one of 500 VIP NFT ticket. Um, but whether you purchase Fiat or Dogecoin, it is required that all tickets, the ticket that you actually use to get in is provided by tickets.com. So when you do purchase through uh, Dogecoin, we are going to have to transfer that money immediately out of Dogecoin into Fiat, into the corporate Dogepalooza bank account. Then we have to physically, I have to manually go in, purchase the ticket on tickets.com with the Dogepalooza official account um, using you know the credit card. And then I have to transfer that ticket from our Dogepalooza account on tickets.com to the client or attendee's account on tickets.com. So even if you purchase with Dogecoin, you will have to go to the tickets.com link. We'll have all this on the website explaining it. You will have to go there, set up an account, and then we will transfer that ticket you paid for in Doge to you from our account. And we will work on that whole process with you to make it as easy as possible. But that's what's required because you have to have that uh, tickets.com ticket to get into the venue. But your NFT tickets will be collectible and you can collect them, hold on to them, save them. What blockchain them. is that NFT on? Um, we're, we have a group right now that um, is working on it. We also have, we're going to be talking to another um, group too, depending on which one's available the fastest. So um, that is still being worked out, but we will announce that soon. Cool. Awesome. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time for today, uh, but thank you guys so much for joining oh. and choosing Moon or Bus to make your announcements. If you have anything else that you want to, to share with the audience, um, now is the time. Yes. Um, one more thing. The tickets, the general mission tickets are $125. The children's tickets um, from ages 4 to 12 are $50. Children 3 and under are free. The VIP tickets are $300. Um, all tickets include free parking. VIP includes reserved free parking for VIP. VIP includes on field a VIP area that um, includes a VIP bar, VIP um, air conditioned bathrooms. Um, it's a cash bar, so you have to you know pay for the drinks yourself. But it's right there on the field, so you don't have to go as far away if you're a VIP. So the bathroom and the the bathrooms and the um, bar are right on the field in the VIP area. And you get a two-hour Texas barbecue-themed buffet from 4 to 6 p.m. included in your VIP price. And yep. all tickets, um, the money and proceeds are going to benefit the charities that we support that are listed on our website. So dogebluza.com. Thank you, guys, Benzinga. We love you all. You're the best. 
We appreciate everything you're doing for us. And everybody come out and enjoy an amazing festival and a great time. And we have more acts, more announcements, some really big sponsorships and really fun interactive um, areas that are being worked on. We signed deals this week. Announcements will be coming out shortly. Um, so stay tuned. We'll be coming back for some more great big announcements. Excited awesome. about it. Awesome. So Thanks, do you have you anything guys. else you want to you wanna leave us with? Yeah, no, thank you so much. I'm so excited to meet all of you. And we're going to have so much fun at Dogepalooza. I can't wait to meet everybody that we've been talking to over the last few months. And go Dogecoin, go Dogepalooza. Can't wait to see you guys. Love you guys at Benzingo as well. Thank you. We love you guys too. We're super excited. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time for today. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in to moon or bust your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. we will be back next monday you do not want to miss it we will see you then peace out y'all get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com